Hi, and welcome to the Adaptation Station podcast. My name's Nicole. I'm a former special education teacher and currently a board-certified behavior analyst working at a private center. The whole goal of this podcast is to help you with balance. So you'll have some episodes helping you at work and other episodes helping you outside of work. I hope you guys are excited to dive into today's episode. Let's get started. Welcome back to probably my most anticipated episode to record because we're going to address the most common question that I get and have ever gotten. Nicole, was leaving teaching worth it? This is the number one thing people say in DMs, comment on my Instagram posts, send in an email, and I get it. People definitively want me to say if I like my new job better than my old job. I've been asked this since the day I left teaching, and back then I couldn't answer it because I was so overwhelmed and confused about the fact that I had actually left. So I told myself, I bet at the one-year mark I can answer that question. So in June 2019, I was like, let me flip to my planner, June 2020, and write down, write everything that I feel. Well, in June 2020, I didn't know what I felt. So I did experience tremendous guilt for leaving teaching once the pandemic happened. And so it's hard to know if I would have felt guilt anyways, but when the pandemic happened and I could not go into that classroom and help that teacher, it was awful. What was really unique about that scenario as well was one of my former students was at my clinic and I ended up going to his virtual class with him and I saw all my former students and my teacher assistants struggling and I wanted to leap through the screen and fix everything for them and that definitely made this whole process of processing the fact that I did leave school and learning to love my new job a lot more difficult. So I had decided to become a BCBA in June 2020 but I also was questioning myself every single day so I couldn't really do a comparison. By June 2021, I was feeling a lot better about leaving, except I had taken the BCBA exam and failed. So I was like, wow, I really like my new job, but I also maybe suck at it. So again, not a good time for a recap. So now that it's June 2022, it's three years later, and technically it's August 2022 because I'm doing the best I can. Let's finally recap everything that's happened in the past three years because people have wanted to know this forever. We're gonna break this into four sections. I'm gonna briefly talk about the process of leaving teaching. Then we're gonna talk about that transition from being a teacher to moving to a center because I didn't realize how much of a process I was gonna have to go through. The third part will be kind of what I thought my job would look like. So once I had said, you know what, I'm good with leaving teaching, I'm gonna be a BCBA, what did I picture that looking like? And then, then we'll talk about what my job actually looks like. And then the fourth thing, I'm going to try and answer that huge question, was it worth it? Let's dive in. So the first section, I've got two kind of different questions that pop up. The first one is people who want to know why I left teaching. And the second one is people who want to know how I found my center or how I knew I wanted to work at a center. So usually people who want to just know why I left teaching are typically thinking about leaving themselves. And the second one are people who want to go work at a center and they want to know how to find a center. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about either one of these topics because I have a ton of podcast episodes dedicated to this and I'll put all of those in the show notes. But the episode that I want to highlight is episode 13 because it's called making the decision. So 
the question that everyone who wants to leave their classroom has to ask themselves is, do I want to stay in the school system and find a different classroom, school, community, or do I want to leave the school system entirely? So I kind of made that whole episode walk you through everything that I had brainstormed and I even made an accompanying worksheet that you could fill out because I'm a paper, pencil, fill it out kind of girl. So the worksheet goes to that episode and it helped me kind of process. And when I went through the process of, well, what do I want? It became really clear. I don't actually like teaching. So yes, there were some things about my particular setting that were stressful, but at the end of the day, I didn't have passion to teach reading and math the way I saw other teachers have. And the things I was really passionate about were more aligned to what you would do at a center. And so that kind of made it clear, especially once I met someone who owned a center. She came to an IEP meeting and listening to her talk, I was like, I want to work for you. And so that made it a lot easier for me. So I never actually looked for a center. One just kind of fell into my lap. That's kind of happenstance. And it did make the decision a lot easier for me. That's obviously not the case for everyone. And that's why I designed the podcast as well, because I had to already be good with leaving. And that that's a whole process you've got to work through. So if you're kind of stuck in that space, definitely check that episode out. So the next part is transitioning from teaching to the center. So I don't think a lot of people knew this. I did not go to the center with the intention of becoming a BCBA. I was so unsure about leaving teaching and I was terrified that I was going to start this new job and not like it. I had my graduate certificate in ABA, but I was not confident that I had made the right choice. I fortunately ran a TPT business that supplements my income, and with my husband's support, we opted for me to take a part-time position. I felt like that would give me freedom to maybe like scale back. Like If I decided I wanted to go back to teaching, maybe I could still keep working for the center you know, one night a week and on weekends. I just, I wanted a lot of possibilities open because I felt like I was on such shaky ground. And if I could go back, I probably would have tried to get a part-time position at the center before I left teaching so I could have gotten my toes wet. I could have easily worked from like 4 to 6 p.m. one night or I could have gone on Saturdays or even just been a substitute therapist picking up shifts to try it out. So that's always an option if you're thinking about going to a job like the one I have now, see if you can test it out at all. I also didn't really realize this, but I needed time to reclaim Nicole. So I did not need to leave teaching to do this, but I completely lost myself in teaching and I felt like I had gotten to the point where I just needed to get a fresh start. I needed to draw more from boundaries. I wanted to spend more time doing things that I actually liked doing. I wanted to put more time into my mental health, my physical health, and I wanted to give my husband and dog back the Nicole and mom they weren't getting. So we adopted our dog Buster a year before we got married. And so in 2015, I was engaged in a new dog mom and sucked at both. And actually my husband and I were thinking about this the other night. I'm not sure for like the first two years I had Buster if I ever sat on the couch without a laptop in my lap. He did not know that mom snuggles were awesome, nor did I know puppy snuggles were awesome because all of my waking hours were spent doing something for my classroom. I couldn't go on an hour-long walk without checking my work email. Yes, on Saturday at a 5 p.m. walk, I was checking my work email. If we went away for the weekend, I'd be waking them up at 6.30 in the morning wanting to drive back home because I had more stuff to do on the computer. 
I lived and breathed teaching. And actually, one of the most defining moments of this was my brother and sister-in-law moved to California. They came home in September of 2018. And that weekend, I barely spent time with them because I spent the entire weekend working on my classroom. And I missed time with family members that I very rarely get to see now because I put my job first. And I am still so mad at myself about that weekend. And that was kind of my signal of like, this has got to stop. I can't do this anymore. And so once I left teaching, I, I had to figure out some better boundaries. And I wanted to not only be a better wife for my husband, but I also started to realize I don't have forever with my dog. I, I want to put more time into him as well. And again, I want to stress, you do not need to leave teaching to do this. You can make time for them right now. But just at the end of the day, I gave my district too much and I found it really hard for me to be able to change that. I gave them more than I needed to, more than I should have. I honestly let my anxiety completely control the way I ran my classroom. If you missed my episode about why I was put on probation, I'll link that in the show notes as well. It's episode eight, but that completely altered me. A lot of people in that scenario end up leaving. It somehow fueled this obsessive, controlling type A person. It made my classroom better, but at the expense of myself. And I just needed to learn a better way to cope with everything that happened. It took me about a solid six months, I would say, before I felt steady again. In the beginning of 2020, I started to feel like I was in a better place. Also key, I started to make friends at work and I felt like I was getting accepted into the community at work. And actually my coworker had just decided to become a BCBA. And she and I were talking a lot about it in early 2020. And so I finally worked up the courage. I said, okay, I feel a lot more stable. My mental health is doing a lot better. I've got a great relationship with my husband. I'm an awesome dog mom. I think I can do this. So I started working towards that in March 2020. That was less than a year after I initially went there to see if I liked it. Obviously, I did like it. So for section three, we're going to talk about what I envisioned looking a BCBA job looking like and then what it actually looks like. Again, we're looking at summer to fall of 2020. The hard time with that is so much was unknown. And again, I was still kind of feeling guilty. I I knew I didn't want to go back to teaching, but I kind of felt like, well, maybe my skill set is supposed to be used in the classroom right now. That was such a weird, complex time for so many people. But when I would try and like map out, okay, so you're now racing towards becoming a BCBA. What is that going to look like? I thought that I would work usually like three full days a week and maybe a couple of Saturdays. I was envisioning about 100 hours a month. I wasn't sure if my center would let part-time BCBAs be at the center, so I wasn't sure if I'd have to take a full-time position. Um, A backup was the school system because, you know, at the end of the day, what we learned in 2020 is you can't count on anything. So I did have the backup of like, well, I don't think I would go work in like a hospital or medical center, but I could go back to the school system if I can't stay at this clinic. But ideally, I wanted to still be part-time working at the center three days a week, at home two days a week. I thought I would mainly work with early childhood students, which is why I thought I'd be at the center so much. I was really preparing myself for like being a center-based BCBA. But the truth is the world changed a lot during the pandemic and now my life as a BCBA is not what I described at all. 
The reality is, instead of working at the center 100 hours a month, I actually work about 40 hours a month, maybe 45. That involves a lot of Saturdays and mainly afternoon and evening work. The reason being, my entire caseload is school-aged, so they don't get therapy until after 2 p.m. on weekdays and Saturdays. My center was super open to me being a part-time BCBA. They did explain that they can't guarantee me hours because we've got full-time BCBAs and they have to have their hours filled first, which I was totally fine with. So I spend a lot more time at home than I thought I would, and I spend a lot more of my weekend at the center than I thought I would. And I spend a lot more time with middle schoolers than I thought I would. And honestly, I love it all because at the end of the day, the pandemic taught me something. I really love being at home. I love the flexibility and I love the quiet environment. Now, I love working with kids, but I think this is something unique about self-contained teachers or teachers in more intensive programs. You don't do a lot of socialization with adults. And so that was really hard for me when I went to the center with how much socialization happens. I love my coworkers but my social battery gets drained quickly. And so I love just being at home working on my reports and things like that. I also am kind of an early bird. So I love that when I do work from home, I can work from six to two if I want. That's a better schedule for me. Where I'm at is not where I thought I was going to be, but it's exactly where I want it to be. So now for the final really tough question, which dog do I like more and was the switch worth it? So I know this is completely unsatisfying, but I don't know if I have an answer for this. Because in my mid-20s, I don't think I would have been able to take, not I don't think, I know I would not have been able to take a part-time position. I'm not even sure I could have passed the BCBA exam back then. Teaching was a job that I needed at that time, and being a BCBA is the job I need now because I'm a different person at 32 than I was at 23. So if I hadn't found my center, I don't know if I would have made the jump. If they were only hiring full-time therapists back in 2019, I don't know if I would have made the jump. If my husband had not gotten a promotion at his job, which helped me feel more stable in my household, I don't know if I would have made the jump. Teaching was something that I needed to go through, so I don't regret going into teaching at all. And if I'd known about this avenue and if I'd started at a clinic in 2012 when I graduated college, I think my life would have looked a lot different. And I think I will always feel a little sad that I left teaching because that's my personality and I miss my kids. I miss my coworkers. I miss a lot. There will always be pros and cons. So I can't say if I like teaching more or less than being a BCBA. But what I can say is I absolutely made the right choice for me. I'm happy with the switch. I love what I do now. And at the end of the day, that's all that's really important. So I hope this podcast kind of helped explain where I was coming from, what I've gone through in the past three years. And if you want to talk more, come join me on Instagram. I love to chat over there. If you are heading back into a new school year, I wish you best of luck. And if you're not, I want to see pictures of your puppy at home. If you don't have a dog, highly recommend. Had to throw that in there at the end. I'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you guys found something useful and you can always come visit me on Instagram at Adaptation Station for more content all about work and life. I hope you guys join me for the next episode and have a good one.